Hey everyone, I don't know if today's um, segment will be a full hour. I'm not really feeling up for anything much these days, so yeah, but um, that being said, today's topic is mental health and how serious it is to take self-care days and to remove people that aren't benefiting you, how important it is to talk about what's going on or to reach out for help. We're going to talk about how people don't really pay men's mental health um, any mind. We're talking about how black families gaslight you and tell you that you're not, you know. We're going to get into all of that because I feel like mental health is not taken seriously enough. And this is just, this is beyond like being depressed or anything like that. It's it's small things like being overwhelmed and exhausted and having anxiety and just constantly putting putting yourself under a lot of stress and pressure because you're not like taking the time to relax yourself and just regroup okay so let's get right into it um i know in the black household because this is what we're going to talk about first the way parents or family you know just kind of like gaslight you when you say the truth that something is wrong like black parents have a way of oh open up to me i'll be there tell me what's wrong and then you tell them and they kind of be like oh it's not that big of a deal. You have food. You have shelter. You have clothes on your back. You're okay. It's, it's worse things in the world. Why the hell would that... No, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I had to turn my um computer on D&D so notifications wouldn't come through. And y'all would hear them irritated-ass bells like y'all did like two episodes ago. It was an accident. Um, shit, where was I at? So, yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to try to tell the adults in your house what's going on because they make it seem like because you have, like, materialistic things or that they're doing their job as a parent that you can't have other things going on in life. So, like, you can, I don't know, let's, I'm going to put it like this. You can have, like, social anxiety, regular anxiety. You can have depression. You can have, like, built-up trauma that form, that turns into PTSD and it just, I don't know. A lot of things can affect what is impacting your mental health. And even if, like, I don't know, even if somebody at home isn't listening to you and you feel like nobody cares, there's always somebody out there in the world that wants to be there for you. Somebody wants to listen. And God damn it, if they don't, I do. Y'all, my DMs is always open. I know what it's like. If you ever have any problems, you want to vent, whatever, whatever the case may be, I know for sure I'm always here. Y'all could talk to me. It is literally okay. I don't give a fuck. It's still morning. I don't know you. And you slide my DM and be like, listen, bitch, I'm going through some times. I promise you I'm going to listen. And if you want something, I really be having great advice. But yeah, it's different things that can impact your mental health. And it doesn't matter what the what the case may be. No issue is too big or too small. If it's hurting your feelings or hurting you, making you feel some kind of way, question things about yourself, then tell somebody. Talk your shit, okay? And and if you need to, get rid of whatever it is causing that feeling. Like, a lot of times people try to make it seem like women only have problems, like, with their mental when it comes to relationships. And I just want to say, let's dead that now. Women go through so much on a daily day basis that it doesn't even make any sense for you to be like, oh, girls are only sad because of niggas. Y'all are not that important. That's one. <laughs> Two, 
while it is very true, relationships breaking people down. That's something for anybody. You're putting your heart and all your into somebody, and they're 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 you know they're treating you wrong. Also, women are very emotional creatures, and we often get manipulated, and you know people take advantage of that. So it takes a toll on your mental and how you feel about yourself. That being said, though, it's not the only problem. Women. A lot of women deal with sexual abuse and trauma from inside their household, and then they have to grow up with those abusers because black parents do not protect us. That's the truth. The black community protects a lot of the uncles, the pastors, and all of that that be touching on kids. In addition, a lot of black girls struggle growing up home because, one, if you're the oldest sibling, you raise all of your other siblings, meaning you don't get no outside qualities. Two, your parents try to protect you, quote unquote, and they usually limit like that's how you know like the, the saying sneaky, um shit. Strict parents raise a sneaky kid. Yeah, like when your parents are sheltering you from the world constantly, it causes you to try to experience things on your own, and you can at young ages get into things that you will further regret, like later regret, and then that boom takes an impact on your mental because now you're walking around feeling like, oh, I did all this when I was da da da, and I don't like that. And, like, that stuff could really, even if in that moment it's not bothering you, it can travel with you as you get older. And it definitely impacts your mental health, your feeling of self-worth, and things like that. Um, Another thing, black mothers and their daughters a lot of time have toxic relationships because black mothers, I don't want to say they're always jealous, but they definitely project a lot onto their daughters. And turn that can make you feel resentful to your mother. It can also just break down your self-esteem. There's a lot of issues where people just argue with the mother constantly. Their mothers are always picking at them. And I am not calling these people bad parents. But from my experience and people around me and what I've been told, black mothers definitely have a way of breaking down their daughter's self-worth. And that takes a toll on you as well. Um, there's other things that go into like your mental health being pretty bad. Like if you have anxiety, you know that that's just a bunch of like living in fear and kind of limiting yourself, holding yourself back from things that you might enjoy. It's um, constant overthinking, feeling like you're drowning in your own thoughts. And it's definitely not a, a pleasant experience in the least, especially if you get anxiety or panic attacks. Those are just as bad as the next thing. And then even if you're getting therapy or of your own meds, um, sometimes it's just really stressful to have to depend on something to calm you down and not being able to regroup and be able to get yourself together those things they definitely make you feel I don't want to say bad about yourself but it, like being in a lock and control of your own body it, it it leads you to dark places because it just feels like I'm tired of being this way I'm exhausted with you know always feeling like this like my mind is going against me and that you know the one person which is myself that should be on my side is constantly contradicting me it's really frustrating also, if you have, like, trust issues or whatever, whether it be from past traumas growing up, from people that you have met in your life who have used you, or something as simple as getting cheated on, those things can lead you to block other people out in your life, whether they're good or bad for you, can cause you to, you know, in a sense, they're saying block your blessings. You don't let people in, so you're missing out on potential friendships, relationships, and, like, bonding with other people that could really help you get to a better place in your life because you're afraid it can also leave room for you to um question your self-worth and feel like oh what am I doing that's not good enough or why did they da 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 and treat me that way you know 
it it's it's a lot. Um, okay, moving on. We're gonna switch into these really fast because I feel like it's a lot to talk about in a little bit of time. But um, moving on, I just want to say if you are the quote unquote therapist friend, kind of like me, lol. If you're the therapist friend, I just want to say your mental health is very important too. Sometimes it's really tiring when people because it's a lot of times nobody really thinks about it, but. You go through a lot and you don't really talk about it because you're always taking on somebody else's problems. Trauma dumping is like, you know, if that person is okay with it, that's fine. But constantly listening to somebody else's issues and their problems, it can take wear and tear on you because you internalize what you're hearing from them. It's kind of like what it's like being an actual therapist. And so it's recommended that you actually get therapy after that because, you know, you can take home the things that you hear with you. But, um, yeah. So it it can be a little tiring when you always hear somebody's problems or if you have a friend who just talks to you to vent or to tell you about their issues and not actually check on you. Things like that are very draining and exhausting. So if you do have one of the quote unquote therapist friends, please check on them too. But yeah, it's not like that you don't care anything. It's just like sometimes you're in a bad place, but you put your issues aside to take on somebody else's issues and help them aid them. That can be very, very exhausting. You're not even realizing it because in your mind, I'm helping them. It's okay. But when you set aside your problem to prioritize somebody else's, you start to realize that while you're like falling apart, you're putting everybody else to pieces. And then when all said and done and nobody needs, you know, any help and you're stuck in that moment, you have to deal with everything that you was pushing aside. And it's very, very overwhelming. So it's okay to tell somebody, hey, I'm not up for it today. I don't really want to talk about this with you. You know, I'm sorry you feel this way, girl, and I really hope you get better. But today is not a good day for me. You want me to go out tomorrow. Also, talk to your friends. I get it. I know, you feel like you can take everything on your own. You know, you're hard body, you've been doing it all this time, you're straight. But baby, baby, I've been there. I felt a lot better when I was talking to somebody else, especially people that can relate to me, people that cared about me and told me, hey, I'm proud of you, I want to see you win, I love you, and so what can I do to help you? That is the most refreshing feeling and yeah so make sure you talk to people let somebody know something you know just like how you how they can come to you and trust in you you can trust in those people right back and even if you don't feel like telling everybody your problems just get that one person where you feel like you can always come to them like for me my person is jada i know she listening because that's my girl um anytime that i was going through anything or I needed somebody I felt like I could talk to and I could trust who would never judge me. And I'm not saying to take away from any of my other friends because I've had plenty of friends who I could also talk to and confide in. But me and Jada just connect on a different level. Since I've been in, what the fuck was that? Was that eighth grade? Yes, man, since eighth grade, that really been my bitch. <laughs> like, I can tell her any and everything that's wrong in my life. And Jada will always give me the most non-biased advice. She'll support me. She'll tell me, hey, it's okay. Even she said, tell me when I'm wrong. Because I'm not always right. Well, I am. <laughs> but in some, some situations, I do have my faults. And she definitely calls me out on that. And in return, I do the same for her. If anything, she's like a walking diary for me. And it's very, I love that, you know. It's really nice after taking in everybody else's issues and helping them. 
and I love being there for them. I'm always accessible to anybody that I call my friend because, in my opinion, your mental health is the most important thing in the world. And I would rather see you happy than in any other predicament and possibly lose you, you know? So, yeah, I don't mind. But it definitely feels good after all of that constantly to be able to dump my, my issues on somebody else, too. Okay, so we touched on women's mental health and other things that things that impact our mental health so now i feel like we should move on to men's mental health because it's definitely something that's not taken seriously enough for me just like women men can experience trauma they experience gaslighting um they can be manipulated they can be sexually assaulted they can be molested anything that can happen to a woman can literally happen to a man just because they are men does not make them invincible and they are not immune to feeling. And a lot of times because they're raised in households and again, I'm not talking I'm not trying to talk down on parents, but a lot of times men that are raised in households with their um mother are often told that you know you're a boy, don't cry. Or they're told, you know, it's okay. You don't get to feel like this. And there is taken away from them, and I don't think their mothers are intentionally doing that to them. I feel like in their mind, they're making them tough, but it does, it takes its impact on um their son, you know? So now this boy growing up feeling like he can't tell nobody how he feels, he's he supposed to be emotionless. And that manifests itself in bad ways. On top of having bad habits and not being able to talk about how you feel, a lot of men are holding on to secrets about things that have happened to them or that have hurt them because they weren't, they, you know, nobody's going to care. Because that's that's how society treats men as far as like mental health goes. Like it's like we have this ideal image that the macho man would just be like he don't feel anything. He's a man of steel. But in the same sense, we want men to be soft and loving and caring. And that literally makes no fucking sense. Like how do you sound? We as a community need to matter of fact as a society, we need to normalize men. You know, expressing how they feel, coming out about things that have happened to them. And I'm not even talking about, like, just sexual assault. Men get abused, too. But people want to joke about that. Ha, 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 so funny. That is literally, there are so many men who are in domestic violence situations, and, like, nobody takes them serious. Women are often aggressors, and they do what they do because they know that they can get away with it and that no one's going to care. A lot of men get beat on. They get abuse verbally and it don't matter like verbal abuse okay that's not physical but it hurts it definitely can break you down and it can impact you and it can make you feel like i need to be with her because she's the only person who can make me feel da-da-da because my worth is at zero now it happens some women for men who have like baby mothers use their children as a way to manipulate these men as well and that's not talking about enough either it's the, oh, if you don't da-da-da, you're not going to see her. Or, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to tell the people that you don't take care. It happens. And nobody likes to talk about these things because they want to paint women to be so perfect. But I'm going to tell you from my experience and what I see in my life around me, you know, women can be just as foul creatures to men as men are to women. And, you know, if these men don't be talking about this stuff. They just carry this trauma on to the next person. And that's why, the, you know, I feel like this is it's kind of stemming off topic a little bit. But that's why men treat women so poorly as their relationships continue to go on and on and on. Because they never got 
the healing and closure that they needed because they couldn't talk to someone and they couldn't figure out how to handle it. Men's mental health matters. And if there's a man in your life who you care about, whether it be a brother, best friend, cousin, uncle, whoever, mentor, it don't matter. Age is nothing. If there is a man in your life who you care about, encourage them to talk to you and to open up, even if it takes a little prying, even if it's hard. And show them that, that you know, you're comfortable with them. Oh, and, oh my God, y'all, please, please. Women, 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 women. Listen, I'm all, I, I gotta be, I gotta keep it honest. Y'all are really bad people. Y'all will do shit like, and I'm saying y'all because I do not do this stuff. I don't care. I do not care. I'm not, I'm not included in this mess. <laughs> um, y'all will do shit like when you and a man break up. Mind you, manipulate, manipulated this man through the whole relationship. You'll go and tell people his business. Or you'll, like, yeah, y'all tell people these niggas businesses. Businesses. I'm crying. Y'all will spill everything they told you. Y'all make fun of these men on social media. And I just want to say, if you do do that, if you want to remember that, do that, you are a sick, sick person. You are so sick. No, that's disgusting. Why would you, as a person, do that to another human being? Get some fucking help. But anyways, y'all, like I was saying, encourage them to talk to you. Ensure to them that, you know, it's a, I don't want to say a safe environment, but that you're like a safe haven, I should say. And that it's okay. You know, you're you're gonna you're not gonna judge them. You're gonna support them, whatever it may be. Because yeah, these niggas feel like they don't have no support. All they got is their homeboys. And y'all don't even let them have that. Like, yeah, I'm all for the jokes, ha 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 niggas are their homeboy. But some bitches really take to the extreme and hate when niggas is with their friends. But them not people that they feel comfortable with because their friends like let me tell you, niggas be having brotherhoods and that's really what that is. They be so close to each other, they feel comfortable to each other or they business. And so that's really what that is. I know this is supposed to be a very serious podcast, very serious topic, but y'all, my friend, she just posted her name on Twitter is Jordan Amari and on Instagram is the Jordan Rivers. And I just want to say this is the finest bitch in America. And that's kind of a lie because I'm here. I'm right here. But no, she's beautiful. She just dropped it gorgeous. She just posted. And I just want to say, I don't want to be, you know, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be inappropriate. But, mm, I think I'm about to cream. I mean, cream. I mean, cream. Oop, I mean, scream. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. But yes, a lot of things go into like what men carry with them. So boom, as I mentioned, being raised in a single mother home, that can impact you differently. Also, if you're up, if you were raised by your mom and you happen to be like a more feminine male, that is really frustrating too because people constantly are get pulling the gay card. That could take a big toll on you. Like nobody wants that. If you're a man who got you know some kinky, I should say <laughs> taste, women will definitely use that against you. They can they'll tell people about oh he like this, and make it in a very malicious way. If you are a bisexual male. Some women will treat you wrong because you say that you, because they, this is, I can't, this is that kind of bitches be. They be like, I just don't get how you want dick in your butt and you want to bend me over. Bitch, you are, first of all, first of all, let's, let's get this straight. Nine times out of ten, if he fucking you, he's probably your top. That's one. And then, even if he not, just how women can like coochie and wee wee, niggas could definitely, like, who the fuck is calling me? <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> It was my job, y'all. <laughs> but, um, yes. 
just how women can be bisexual, so can men. Like, it's literally the same concept. So, I really hate when y'all say ignorant stuff like that. And I get it. If that's not your preference, cool. But don't be ignorant about it. Like, bitch. Don't. If you get pleasure, you get pleasure. What you like is what you like. It don't really matter. At the end of the day, that whole. If he be, he be cheating on you with a man, blah, 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 bitch, he could cheat on you with a woman. Getting cheated on is getting cheated on. Either way, you're going to look very much embarrassed. So, like, what do you mean? How the fuck do you sound? But, yeah, that's another thing that is another thing that, like, has... Fuck! Y'all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's another issue um, that takes a toll on men's mental health. You know, their sexuality. Oh, my goodness, yes. And some men who are raised in households with their um fathers, you know, their fathers could be very, like, they could be verbally or physically abusive, and they have this set idea of what a man should be, and that, too, can take an impact on them. A lot of young men grow up losing, you know, friends, brothers in the streets and shit, whether it be, you know, active involvement or just some shit that ain't had nothing to do with them, they, wrong place, wrong time. They carrying all this shit on with them, and they're feeling like, oh, I can't talk about this because I'm a man. I don't cry. I don't need to cry. Bitch. That is so not healthy, one. And two, I just feel so bad that these black little boys are currying this trauma with them all this fucking time because somebody told them, like, they have these expectations of what a man is. I don't like that at all. That band said, you are a young man who has any of these issues and you may not feel comfortable talking to somebody. There are other ways that you can, you know, handle your, your, um, like what you feel if you have anger like pent up anger you could try working out you can try boxing and things like that like you know use that through sports um you can try i know it sounds a little crazy but you can definitely try journaling journaling works for anybody it's very relaxing or if you don't want to write it you can like talk in your um voice memos i used to do that for a long time it's really beneficial um, I can't really think of many of my solutions off the top of my head because usually, um, I suggest like things that work for you based on what the issue is, but there are plenty of ways to cope and to, you know, release the pent up feelings that you have, no matter what it is, sadness, anger, whatever, you can get that shit out, okay? And, um, that being said, let's talk about some negative and positive coping mechanisms because we are all guilty of having, you know... Ways to help us get over things that may not be good for us. Okay, so I'm pretty sure all of us are familiar with the term hoe phase. If you're not, it's when a man or a woman start to explore their promiscuity. I don't think that's a word. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> Y'all, pretty much, it's when you just start fucking. Like, a lot, a lot. Now, whether it be because you just got out of a breakup and you want to just, you know, party a little boozy, or... You you need a form of, like, release, and that's your outlet to, you know, mm, mm, get some things off your chest, you feel me? Or you simply just like having sex, you know, because you like it, per. <laughs> Whole phases can take, potentially, because it's not always true, can take a toll on your mental if you were using them to, like, deal with something, opposed to just, you know, having sex because it's because you enjoy it. Especially, like, a lot of times in girls, I see this too, like, when they sleep with a lot of people in a certain time frame, or because, you know, the whole thing, like, the idea behind body count is, like, still a thing. Some people feel shame about their body count, whatever, whatever. It, yeah, it's definitely not the best coping mechanism, I would say, if you are dealing with, like, 
for a breakup for sure, that's not gonna make you feel better. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if anything, you're gonna probably feel worse after the fact because you're gonna feel like you gave your body to all these people when you really didn't want that. But it was it was helping you in the moment because you know you were feeling loved in that moment. And I I really hope I'm not triggering nobody y'all. I'm so sorry, but this is this is a true fact. Um if you had a sexual assault experience and then following, you know, everybody has a different response to that. Some people will never be into like the whole like some people don't want to have sex ever again. They don't want to be touched. They want relationships. Some people decide to go and have sex all the time, constantly. And I definitely would say I don't recommend that because in the long run, I feel like that also impacts you. You start feeling like I gave my body to all these people. And you. I don't want to say you regret it, but a lot of times people be feeling like, damn, I did that. I don't like that. That being said, never be embarrassed of having, you know, your, your whole face. You shouldn't be embarrassed. We are human beings. We're very sexual creatures. It is what it is. As long as you you got from that place that had you, if, if, if you know, if you weren't having sex like the way you was just because you wanted to, as long as you got from a place that made you feel like, I need sex to deal with something or to escape from whatever is bothering you, have no shame. Wear that shit with pride because that means that you finally got out of whatever was bugging you. You have a new a new healthy coping mechanism, you didn't deal with your trauma, and that's just a thing of the past, you know, take that on the chin as some character development and keep it pushing, because at the end of the day, someone's gonna love you for you regardless of what the fuck baggage you got in your fucking closet, okay, moving on, y'all don't know I wanna hear this, but I'ma just say it, you drug abusers, and I'm not talking about like heavy shit, I'm talking about true heavy weed smokers, I love y'all, and I love Miss Murray Jane herself, but if you smoking all day, every day, to stop feeling or to stop stressing, worrying about something. It's not healthy. And you don't want to hear it, but it's not healthy. You're spending hundreds of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but definitely. <laughs> right, that's OD. If you're smoking that much, you're an addict. But um, yeah, you're spending hundreds of hundreds of dollars every month to keep constantly smoking to the point where some of y'all don't even be high no more. Y'all just smoke because it's routine. And then y'all become addicted. Some of y'all can't sleep without it. You can't eat without it. You get mood swings when you, like, withdrawals and shit. That's not okay. And it's definitely not a healthy mechanism. I'm not saying that you cannot smoke it to take a load off. You know, everybody has the right to enjoy their recreational activities. What you do in your time is you. But if you're using this as a coping mechanism, it's not healthy. Especially if you ODing it and you using this shit every day. You're abusing the drug. You should... Go get some help. Talk to anybody, somebody. Let out whatever you're feeling because it's not helping trying to keep running away from your problems. Like, that. that's what y'all doing. And I know because, y'all, I, I know. I promise, I know. Y'all are trying to smoke y'all lives away, talking about smoke pain away. But what y'all are really doing is just avoiding your problems. You're running away from the problems. But at the end of the day, you cannot be high every second of every day. Eventually, that shit's going to come to you. When we wake up in the morning, boom, you're going to remember everything that you was running away from. As soon as you go to sleep at night, you get relaxed. You're going to remember that shit. The moment that you're not or whatever is relieving you from, you know, um, the your issues, you're going to think about that. And it's going to impact you negatively in the long run. You have to find some other kind of way to cope with that. You have to express what you're feeling. And I was just bringing up weed because a lot of people in our generation like to abuse weed and say, oh, it's not an addiction. I can stop whenever I want, da, da, da. And yes, weed is pretty, I don't, I don't want to say healthy, but like it definitely doesn't have any long-term effects that other hard drugs do, but you can abuse weed. You can, you are an addict and that's okay. 
Well, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Admit, admit it. You're an addict, babe. Somebody's out there. They can help you. You can get some help. But moving on, though, especially, y'all, especially in D.C., please put down these pills. Stop popping fucking perks. Like, what? I, I get it. Whatever drug can get you that release, you're going to want it again, okay? Especially if it helps you take the pain away. Please stop popping pills, y'all. If you pop in Zans, especially frequently, stop that. If you um drinking lean and shit, yeah. If you over there mixing up them fucking syrups, yeah. Stop that shit immediately. First of all, you are literally ruining your fucking liver. Like, you're definitely cutting your lifespan in half. It's a proven fact. That shit is not good for you. It's literally like death in a cup. And I get it. Takes you away, you know. It's not, it's never as easy as said to like just stop. But you have to try to find something else, another outlet to get what you, like, get the shit off your chest. Because the more, the more released you feel and the more, like, of a healthy coping coping mechanism that you have, you will not feel so dependent on that. You won't chase that. I'm sorry. Because when you find a new healthy way to cope, you start feeling a lot better. You take a lot of pressure off your mental and in your mind you don't need this this you don't need to get high to escape the feelings anymore you know you don't have to numb yourself out or sleep the like your life away you're really going to be like okay i'm in a place where i'm starting to get to the grits or whatever is wrong with me and it's it's i like it i like the feeling i like the relief that comes with expression or whatever whatever you choose to like cope i like what the feeling that comes with it opposed to being high all the time you're literally turning yourself into a zombie okay and so another way that people are self-sabotaging okay Y'all, I'm the queen of this. Trust me. Trust me on this. Everything I'm going to tell you right here is about these straight facts. If you are constantly gaslighting yourself, telling yourself, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Pushing shit away. Boom. Red flag. That's self-sabotage. Because all that shit's going to blow up on you eventually. Because you're holding that shit in. It's going to come out one, one, day, one way or another. I promise you. And it's going to be very ugly. If you always cut people off, not giving them a chance to, like, you know, relationship wise, friendship wise, whatever. If you cut people off before they get a chance to make their way into your life because, oh, I'm protecting myself, boom. Self-sabotage. You're not helping yourself. You're literally limiting the opportunities you could have in life because you are taking yourself away from great people and great experiences because you're living in fear. If you isolate and I, if you know me, shut the fuck up. I know. I'm being hypocrite right now. But like I said... If you start to isolate, you are literally not helping yourself in the least. Cutting everybody off or, like, keeping yourself away from people around you that love you and care about you is not going to help you. Because in your mind, you can say, so these people do not care about me. They don't, that I, they don't need me, da-da-da. You literally telling yourself all this shit that is false as fuck. These people love you and you would never know because you keep trying to push them away. Stop self-isolating. It's not going to help you. If anything, you need to be around them more because they're going to, um, what the fuck is that word? Bitch, they're going to smother you in the fucking love that you need. They're going to give you all the reassurance that you want. And they're going to be there to support you. Because that's what friends and people that genuinely care about you, you know, family, that's what they do for you. Mm, here we go, another one. Baby, if you constantly keeping yourself busy, and this is going to, like, just distract yourself from how you feel. If you constantly keeping yourself busy because, you know, if you're busy, you can't feel shit, boom. You're also help hurting yourself because in the long run, when you don't have nothing to do and you sitting like, bro, I pro- y'all, I know this shit, I promise. And you sitting in that bed with nothing on your mind, you knock everything out, that's just going to come right back. Boom. All shit you was avoiding, you're going to think about it and it's going to hurt. It's going to be tenfold because you pushed it away all this time and you was, you, you know, you felt so okay. And now it's coming back, you're going to feel like you're drowning because the shit, the problems always just add up.
And when I say keeping yourself busy, this could be anything such as involving yourself in multiple programs, taking in the shifts at work, um, sleeping all the time, anything that could just keep you from remembering what was wrong for a long period of time that you're constantly doing so that you don't have to think about it, it it's not going to be healthy. Too much of a good thing is never a good thing. Another unhealthy mechanism, if you stress eat, and I'm not, I'm not telling you this because I know it's not as easy as just stopping, but stress eating is definitely not okay. One, it can lead to weight gain, which some people take in a very negative manner. You know, like if it's not the kind of weight that you want, a lot of people will start to feel like their self-worth is low. Um, you know, it can lead to body dysmorphia because you have this image in your head of what you're supposed to be and then you're not. And so now you start to imagine that you're a lot bigger or anything else than you really are. You can get, um, you can get diseases. You can literally get fucking diabetes if you're constantly having a, a large sugar intake, especially if that shit runs in your family. You can get a high blood pressure from constant sodium intake. Or sometimes it's the total opposite. You might not eat when you're stressed. And now you're losing weight, which can lead to your hair falling out. You can be, you're constantly cold all the time. Your iron is very low. You're tired all the time. Moody. And y'all, I'm telling you all this shit from experience. I know. You can also feel insecurities from, you know, losing a lot of weight. Some people will go from thick to skinny and that shit will break them down. It doesn't help people around you will be like, oh, you're losing this weight, da 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 That shit, it, it bugs you and I understand that. Which, by the way, do not ever comment on somebody's weight, good or bad. Just mind your business because you don't never know what somebody's going through at home. But yeah, losing that weight might not always be a good thing. Like some people are like, oh, being skinny is great, but some people don't want that. Some people lose weight so dramatically that they don't even fit their clothes no more and it leads them to be, you know, like insecure or it can, if anything, losing a lot of excessive weight can also make you, it can lead to an eating disorder. And you get to a point where you, you need to be this small or you need to not have this so you're not eating anymore. Like, period. It, it's, it's a lot of shit that can happen when you stress eat or don't eat because you're stressed. All of that shit adds up and it can impact your mental. Whew. Okay, I think I touched on everything, at least the big things, as far as unhealthy coping mechanisms. So now... Let's get into the positive. If you need an outlet, there is a lot of things you can do. If you have anxiety, you can try painting. It helps you calm yourself down or coloring. You can play little um like games on your phone. Anything to like help you like twiddle your thumbs really because you can't focus on your mind being overwhelmed if you're just in a state where you're doing something that makes you relaxed, okay? If you have depression, taking self-care days is the it's the most I can stress you, the most important thing you could do. Also, speaking of, we're going to jump back to the unhealthy coping mechanisms real, real quick. And I'm so sorry for the back and forth. But if you um, splurge every time you're sad, you know, the excessive spending on things you don't need, and then you feel regret afterwards, it's a bad habit. If you don't feel no regret, you don't, you know, you ball, boom. <laughs> but if you feel regret afterwards every time you do that, it's a that's a red flag. You have to work on not doing that. Um, if you make um, impulsive appearance, appearance, bitch, please. <laughs> I'm so sorry. If you make impulsive appearance changes that, again, you regret afterwards, you have to stop doing it. Like, if you fucking around and you you cutting your hair, you dyeing your hair, da-da-da, it's one thing if you do it and you like, I love this and that's what you want. But if after all said and done, you break it down because why would you do that? Red flag. Stop doing that. Anyways, though, back to the positives. Another way you can help yourself, music is always a great outlet. I have heard from high and low, music calms you down. Music gets me here that I grind. Everybody says music is a great zero. If you want, you can make your own music. 
You don't have to know how to sing, bitch. Start start writing some lyrics down. I promise you it helps. You do not have to get in the stew. Everybody's not rapping material. you. That band said, you can still write a little freestyle if you're feeling like it, okay? It definitely helps. You can listen to other songs by the people, you know, artists, whatever, that you can relate to. That helps as well, you know, to feel like that you're not, you're not alone with what you feel. Bitch, if you really need to, you can get your ass on Garage Band and make a few beats or something. I promise you, it's it's, it's time consuming for sure. But it does help, you know, just to do something. If you're open to it, you can try meditation. Um, it, it definitely does calm. Like, they're not lying. It does calm you down a lot. And it helps you practice your patience more. So that's good too. Especially if you're a person who has anxiety or someone who's typically easily angered. It helps you practice patience. It's a great thing to try. Piggybacking off of that, if you do meditation, you can definitely do yoga. Those two kind of go hand in hand. Yoga is one, a very good way to exercise because it's cardio. And two, stretch the muscles out, you know, resource tension in your body. Three, it's really fun after a while. You can do so much with yoga and you can improve your flexibility, which is also really great. And if you're into some yoga, you can always do something with me. You can bake. When you bake, I know this much might, might fuck. Y'all, I talk very, very fast, and I be trying to talk slow for y'all, so this be really pissing me off when I stumble over my words. But as I was saying, if you bake, and I know it might sound childish or stupid to some people, but you can express yourself so much throughout baking. You can play in the colors and the flavors and all this stuff. And and you might be like, how the fuck is this going to you know, distract me or release my anger? You'd be surprised. Picking up new hobbies and, like, talents and traits and finding a passion in general can be your stress relief when you feel like you're under pressure or when you have so much going on that you feel like all that there is around you is negativity it's always fun to have something else to do all right so another thing you could do i already mentioned mentioned journaling but um if it helps you can you don't always have to write as i said you could do voice memos or you can do video diaries and this also not only does it help you um like vent to somebody who you trust because you know you trust yourself and whatever whatever you can always look back and reflect on this is where i was then and, then, and here i am now and that is a great feeling to bitch i'm not fucking playing um alicia honeybun i love you too baby but bitch shut the fuck up y'all i forgot that my fucking she on my little favorites or whatever so when i should be on dnd this bitch do not get dnd so i'm so sorry if you heard the little ding ding that was just my bitch telling me that she loved me, as she should, pro. Oh, but like I said, yeah, um, you can try things like nature walks. Like, even if you're in a city area, like, I literally live in D.C., bitch. As soon as it get a little bit darker, like, as soon as the sun starts setting, you know, I know this is kind of dangerous because I'm a woman, but when the sun starts to set, I just be walking all through my neighborhood, you know, right when that breeze comes in, the air feels a lot fresher, the car's not out as much. It's so relaxing. You just get to reflect on a lot of things. And you can you can talk to yourself if you need to. Sometimes you can do activities such as going to rage rooms with your friends. Or by yourself, you can try going to the gun range. You know, things that can actually just alleviate the anger or stress that you feel in yourself. You can try activities such as, like, writing letters to people that hurt you. And then burning them to, you know, symbolically let go of their hold on you. Um... And this kind of goes on journaling too, though. You can write books and pleas and skits. Anything that, that you could like, any way that you can express what's going on in your head will definitely help you out. And then last but not least, I cannot stress how important a self-care day is. Matter of fact, self-care days. There are seven days in a week. 
on average, most of us work five of those days, meaning you only get two days to yourself. In them two days, you probably go out clubbing, blah, 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 blah. That shit can be draining, especially when you're doing this stuff week after week after week. You're in school, you're working, you got so much going on. The most important thing you can do for yourself is to give yourself a break. Baby, order that curry out or that sushi or whatever the fuck. Whatever food you love, order that. Get that biggest tub of ice cream you can get. Sit in here and binge watch your favorite movie all day. Your comfort show. Turn your phone off. Take that bubble bath. You know, um, light them candles. Shave. Get your feet done. Get your hair done. Whatever makes you feel good, you do that. Shit, if you really having a good day, call your best throw goat up. Come, come, yeah. Give me that. Need that. If you like me and you plant, go buy yourself some new plants or spend a day, you know, gardening and whatever, you know, taking care of your shit, make sure everything looks great, slipping up the, the ends, misting them down, whatever you can do, take care of that too. Do a facial, change the sheet on your bed, um, twerk in the mirror, listen to Taylor Swift and blast as loud as you fucking can. Whatever you want to do that helps you, like, take a reset and, and have time for yourself and it's like, wow. This is my day, and I'm going to have whatever I want, and I'm not telling myself no. You need to do that. And I'm saying you need to do this, like, at least once a week. And if you have time, do it more. Because self-care days are literally, like, your reset and your escape from everything that's going on in your life. You're dealing with all your traumas by yourself or with other people, and you taking on the the responsibilities that come with being an adult and blase, blase, blase. Like, that shit literally gets tiring. It is exhausting. And the least, like, the best thing you can do for your brain is to give it a break. Something that makes you happy but that isn't too strenuous is the best thing you can do for yourself. And if you really got like that, bitch, take them vacations. Take them day. Call out of work. Take them days off. That job is not going to work. If they don't want, if they fire you because they're taking days off, that means they never care about you to start with. You need to be there. Quit that fucking job. Like, me... Y'all, fuck these jobs. If I feel like a job, you know, I'm mental health, I'm dipping. And one thing about it, when it comes to my self-care days, I'm going to have them. Maybe I'm going to do my toes. I'm going to shave like that instant, do my hair, be in this bed with the, the, the fresh sheets, okay, with the speaker plan. And then you, y'all know how I go. The big shirt combo, but no, please. I, a fresh shave or a fresh, bitch, please. Yeah. Yeah. Need that. That should be helping me get myself together, especially when I'm going through some shit. And if you're like myself and you have long-term functioning depression, which is when you have depression but you're able to, like, maintain yourself in a way that it looks like it's not, like, constantly, how do I put this? Because it's functional depression, you're able to do everything you're supposed to do. But when you um, you have these depressive episodes that can span from any kind of time period and they, they're, they're, they're like a, a reoccurring thing, which is why it's long-term. Yeah, when you do, if you if you're like me, you have those, you have episodes. Let me tell you, the best thing you could do when you get out of that funk, definitely clean your room up, go outside, go for a drink, get dressed up because it it helps to after you've been feeling so low to bring yourself up and give yourself like the highest height you can get for sure. It it's great, and even if it's not like a long term thing, you go right back into that depressive state. At least you had that moment, and you can say to myself. But that was, you know, that was me. And that was me having, that was me experiencing happiness. And I want that again. And you'll try to do whatever you can to get it again. Um, Another thing, if you are allowed, you can definitely get a pet or multiple pets. <laughs> um, But please, y'all, don't be hoarding no fucking cats. But, like, don't be a cat lady. But definitely, like, if you have pets or you want to get some, go get some pets, you know. Take care of them. Love them. It's it's really nice to have something to call your own. 
um, for some people, it's nice to have something or someone that depends on them. It gives them the self, a sense of purpose. That's kind of why I have my plants. And if you aren't allowed to have pets or you're not into the whole keeping a bunch of plants, <laughs> turning your house into a fucking garden, you can find other healthy coping mechanisms. You can go get tattoos as a, you know, that'd be the thing that makes you happy you can every time you're feeling a little down and this is expensive expensive habit so please do not try to do this if you, you don't you know you ain't got like that every time you're feeling down you can go get yourself a new tattoo or a new piercing oh my god yes i love it y'all go get them piercings you will not regret it <laughs> but just finding yourself like a hobby to invest in or something it can it can be a good way to cope too because when you're feeling like it's too much going on you can be like okay boom Go do this, and now I feel a little bit better. Even if it's, like, technically a temporary fix, it it just helps, you know, to have something else. Something consuming your mind other than the constant negativity or the worry or whatever else that you're dealing with. Okay, and the final thing I want to talk about, I don't think any of the, my like, my list, my targeted audience is parents yet. But there are definitely a lot of people who have kids or plan to have kids, and I would just say this. Do not be, like, you are responsible for breaking generational curses. Yes, if you have a child, you are responsible for that. Because you cannot keep passing on this fucking trauma to these people. Do not have a baby because you feel like, you know, I want someone to love me and I'll love them back forever. Yes, that's very true and it's really cute. But that should not be the sole reason you want to have a child. Because at the end of the day, you searching for a type of love that it's not really the same kind of love that baby, that children will have for you. You looking for a companion or something. And that that goes into that emotional incest thing. Like, oh, this man in my house or this only person in my life or da 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 or my baby's my you know, like it's okay to love your children. You should love them as much as you can infinitely. You know, if you push that fucking being out your body, bitch. But you should not project your emotions onto them because you're lacking and like you're lacking the love and affection from somebody else. That being said, if you are considering having children, you should always get therapy before you, like, if you have any kind of traumas following you, before you have them kids, please go get therapy. Get some help so that you don't project what you're feeling onto these kids, you know? You don't want to be the negative influence. Like, nobody wants to have to hear that they were the reason that their child has these other traumas because you're passing it down per usual. You don't want to do to your children what your parents did to you. Also, do not have children because somebody else is telling you to. Do not have a child because... You don't want a child with baby, but your baby father do. Because at the end of the day, you're pushing that baby out of you. And you have responsibility to be a lifelong parent to them. If you, as a woman, if you don't want a child, do not have a baby. As a man, if you tell a woman that you don't want a child, and you as a woman, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to blame anybody at all. But if a man's telling you, I don't want this baby, and you're not ready to fully care for this child by yourself, do not go through with a full pregnancy in hopes that he'll come back around. Because nine times out of ten, that's not the case. Niggas is going to be niggas, you feel me? They're not going to... A nigga will be dead beating a heartbeat. They don't give a fuck. So now you stuck with this child by yourself. And you wasn't prepared for that. You you had hopes that it would bring... No. It doesn't work that way. Please stop. We have to break these generational curses. It won't be me because I ain't having no kids. But y'all could do that. Um, Stop putting these kids in the middle of the issues that you had with your baby dad. Or if you and the... His, his, he got a new girlfriend, whatever. If y'all having problems... Stop putting these kids in the middle of this shit. And, and definitely heavy on this. If y'all are on a place where y'all not on speaking terms, do not have your child playing messenger. That's, that is so stressful. Like, all of the, all these things 
that you keep in and that you're you're holding on as you keep growing and you're going in your life and you decide to have children and you kind of do the same thing to them it you're just fucking up another child it's another generation that's just as messed up so yeah break your generational crushes for sure consider everything that goes into you know bringing another being into this world and y'all please it don't matter what the black community has made you had convinced you to think if you have the means for it or you have resources to do it, go get therapy. And it is not easy in the least way to find a therapist that works for you. If anything, you probably gonna have to try like maybe one or two before you find somebody that you really like. But once you find one, go to therapy. Invest in yourself. In the long run, you're going to... A healthy mind leads to a healthy body, a healthy life. Oh my God, y'all, I just want to close out. I have one more thing to talk about. One more thing. Um, if you're a college student and, you know, you're coming home and you're coming back to a toxic environment, you know, you're in an area where you were abused or you have to live with your abuser. You're coming home to, um, to a strict overbearing parent who won't allow you to be yourself or you're in an environment where you have to be watered down and you're coming from school where you could be your best self and be an adult and be free. I just want to say, just stay strong. I know it's a lot and it's stressful. Everybody does not, you know, take home. It's like, wow, like how some, you know, you're not all the same. Some people come home and they literally dread it. My advice to you is just to remind yourself that you will not forever be in this environment. This is all temporary. And when your time comes, you will leave and you will be your own person. You can be in your own home where you are comfortable and you can, you know, you have privacy, you have boundaries and you don't have to live by, you know, you gotta live by nobody rules, per. You just have to. I hate to say, it, but you have to thug it out, baby. You gotta, you gotta stay strong. And if you have somebody in your life that you could talk to, you talk to them and tell them, you know, how you're feeling about being home, and just express how you're feeling, because it definitely helps not to be pent up in a house that you don't really, you know, an environment you don't want to be in, and then you have to keep everything to yourself. That doesn't help. And if it's possible, you know, just try to go to a friend's place or, you know. Wherever you can, uh, uh, auntie, whoever's house you can go to where you don't have to constantly be in that household. If you can do that, do that too because I understand how draining it can be having to come into this environment from you're being at an all-time high. Living time in your life, you know, you're free. You're able to do what you want to do and boom. It's like a drop in serotonin because now you're home. You're living by somebody else's rules and I know how these parents could be. I know how manipulative these parents could be. So, yeah, just... You just got to stick it out and, you know, try to find things that make you happy while you're here. Like me, I'm home taking advantage of seeing all my friends. So, that's what's helping me stay positive. I'm also making money. Like, I have a great job. So, boom, another way to stay positive. Damn, y'all, I realized when I was talking about, like, everything that could take a toll on your mind, I definitely skipped over school completely. So, let's get into um what it's like being at school. That's another thing. If you're overstressed with work or, like, activities or schoolwork, whatever... You can always drop a class. Drop that class. It's okay. You can take it again later. It is what it is. If you're in too many orgs, whatever, as much as I know you want to do it, just drop the org. It won't go anywhere. You could try again next year. If you're just feeling too overwhelmed under pressure at school, it, that's it's all up to you. College is literally what you make it, so you have complete control of everything you do. I understand wanting to be, you know, a goal setter and, you know, getting everything knocked out, but... 
if you're struggling, you're unhappy, you, your grades is hard, you can't, you don't have any, you know, healthy ways to uh, study, you feel like you're not obtaining information, it is perfectly okay to take things away from your plate so that you can focus on other things. And you can go to, like, tutoring, and that you can completely devote your time to, like, one sport opposed to doing three. That is okay. It doesn't make you any less successful than if you, the next person who could do whatever, whatever, because everybody's mindset is different. We can't all handle the same thing. Um, if you're at school, you feel like you're lonely, you just have to try to branch out more, meet new people. I understand it could be hard for some people, but you can always try joining a new club or just start a convo with somebody in your class. If you go to HBC like I do, I promise you, nobody's going to just be flat out rude to you. Everybody's very, very friendly because we're all here to just make friends and experience life. You know, we're going into adulthood. Why would you be an asshole to somebody because they're trying to, you know, speak to you? So if you're feeling like you're lonely or by yourself, Go make some, meet some new people. There, you can find some great fucking people. I done met me some for lifers, bitch. Make them friends, bond, and get you get you a new support system. And piggybacking off of that, the support system system. I just want to say, your family. Black people make it seem like family is you know. Matter of fact, fuck it. People tell you that family is like the the best thing ever. Da, da, da. Family is just a word. I feel like me personally, you pick your family. You are not obligated to forgive people who have wronged you because that's what they, they tell you that, oh, this family, da, da, da. you don't have to forgive them if they did you wrong. And that's literally like, that's manipulating you in a way and it makes you, it makes you open to people treating you wrong over and over again in life because in your mind, you have to forgive them, you have to keep pushing and it's okay. No, you are allowed to cut family off. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not. If you don't fuck with them and they're not fucking with you, they don't support you, they don't love you, don't really care about you, you feel like that your family is using you, that they're hating you, whatever, whatever the problem may be, you are allowed to remove people from your life. It is your life. Anybody could go. Even family. You can cut family off and build your own. Bitch, I sure the fuck am. I sure the fuck am. Building your own family ensures that you have people around you who support you, who care about you, who love you endlessly, that are loyal to you, and who you can always be yourself with, who will not judge you or make you feel bad about anything. That's what a real family is. It's more than just blood. It's bond. It's support. It's connection. It's not making you feel bad because you tried something new or not trying to constantly shame you for things. I don't know. Like, family, that's not what family does. So don't let... Especially black people, like, do not let the concept of family and other people are telling you make you keep, hold on to these people and you're like, don't really, you know, want the best for you. You are allowed to want love and support that is pure and easy and you are allowed to cut anybody off that is not giving you that. And with that being said, y'all, I'm going to end this episode. I just want y'all to know, I really do, I genuinely love y'all because y'all come back every week to listen to me talk y'all seek me like y'all seek advice from me and that makes me feel great that I could like help you um and anything y'all want to hear talked about always feel free to DM me let me know there's no topic that I won't discuss this platform is for me to use my voice to talk about the things that are going on in my community and that are impacting my people and so y'all all have a great you know holiday season enjoy your break if you're a college student um Get ready for the new year, you know, get your goals together, set some stuff up for yourself. And if you ever need anybody to talk to, y'all know that I'm here. If y'all need some coping mechanisms that worked for me when I was going through my things and things that I'm still finding out now. Like I said, DMs is always open. And y'all stay blessed.